Welcome to the business of strength powered by Varsity House Gym, the podcast for strength entrepreneurs. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the business of strength podcast. I'm your host, Coach Joe Strong, and I'm here with my business partner, Dan Goodman. And today we're bringing you another episode to help educate the strength entrepreneurs, gym owners, and coaches around the world. Today we're going to talk about how to build a great, solid foundation partnership. You know, uh, we speak to so many gym owners and business business owners all over from all sorts of industries who've had terribly failed, you know, partnerships, and and, and you know, talk about like partnering up like it's the you know the, the kiss of death and things like that. And uh, Dan and I have you know been together for ten years and had a had a great partnership and a great respect for each other. And we've grown together over the years, and a lot of things have changed uh, since the since the days of you know the original uh, varsity house and some of the original ideas we had about what what our business was going to be and things like that. Um, but at the core, uh, uh, there's a few things that you know remain the same, and you know that's a you know a, a mutual humility, you know, between each other, and you know not having an ego, you know, having being genuinely happy for each other's successes and wins and things like that. Uh, being upfront and honest all the time. And, you know, that when it comes to whether it's the books, the people, the processes, things like that. And, you know, just generally, you know, making the effort to try and, and, and be, you know, become close friends and become friends with each other's families and things like that. It's important, you know, Dan, Dan's success as a, as a human not just a business partner, you know, is, is extremely important to me. And, you know, I've become really close with his family and his, you know, his, his mom, his dad, his brother, his wife, and uh, just about the, and, and all, and a lot of his extended family and friends. And, and, and you know, I, I consider them a part of my family in a sense, you know, and we've kind of, you know, over the years that's, you know, grown to the point where, you know, whenever we have a major life event or family event or whatever it is, you know, you know, Dan and Dana and his family are, you know, some of the first people that we think of to, you know, to bring in on that. So I don't know, Dan, why don't we start with just talk, why don't we start, let's start with the bad, you know, what, what, what are some of the struggles that we've encountered over the years, you know, being partners and what are some of the things that have, you know, kind of caused friction or, or just, or just things that, you know, were hard to overcome and such. One of the biggest things is with most failed partnerships and, and every partnership is going to, is going to battle this, but it's communication. And usually most things can be mitigated when you are upfront and honest and your cards are on the table with everything, everything that you want to do, whether it's like, it could be something as simple as people getting upset that the other person is, I don't know, taking too much vacation in their eyes or whatever it may be. But if you have upfront and honest conversations where it's like, look, it's, it is my family's goal to be able to take a month vacation every year. And here's how we're going to go about doing that. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be an eye for an eye or anything like that. But as long as the cards are on the table to say, Hey, like, this is what it's going. It's not a surprise. You're not catching the other person off guard. And if the other person has something to say about it, you're giving them a natural forum to have a discussion as to if the business can, can accommodate it. And, you know, is it something that we're, that, that is, that is in the cards right now? And it's, yeah. and I mean, it sounds so simple, but when you talk to people about 
it could be like a, uh, you know, you could talk about it as almost marriage counseling, but when you talk to most couples, like, what do you guys argue about? Usually those initial arguments that fester turn into major problems and resentment. And usually it just comes down to commitment and, uh, you know, uh, commitment and, um, it's not, and communication, but listen, at the end of the day, when you're committed to one another, you know, you should have some type of trust that the other person's doing everything that they need to do to ensure that you're going to have a long-standing uh, business marriage. <laughs> I mean, like 10 years ago, when we first started, I think, you know, I would say, you know, I had been in the business for a while, but I was by no, I, I was further ahead in terms of age and maybe like years in training but I was definitely not a good leader or business person at that point in time. And I had not had a lot of experience, you know, with part, I had never had a partner, right. Ever in anything, you know what I mean? And so, you know, everything was kind of new. And I think we would run into some situations where, where we both felt like it had to be tit for tat. Like if I was working a 10 hour day, you had to work a 10 hour day. And if I was coming on Saturdays, you had to come in on Saturdays. And for the majority of the time, when we first started partnering up, like me and you were in the gym together seven days a week. And it was like, you know, if Joe's there, I got to be there. Or if Dan's there, I got to be there and stuff like that. And now we're just at a different point business wise, but it's like, you know, like, you know, like you go, you work from home some mornings here and there, or you leave for a long lunch and you might stay home for an extra hour to get a couple things done. And it's not like anything in the back of my head. I'm like, what the fuck is Dan doing? Like, is Dan just sitting home floating around the fucking pool? Like, you know what I mean? And even if you are, I really don't give a fuck. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah. All I care about is like, Hey, we have these projects, these initiatives, you know, these things have to get done, you know? So at the end of the day, you know, Dan makes it rain. And, and, you know, now we're at a point in our relationship where we have, you know, a lot more trust in, in the process and, 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 and the people that we have. So it's like, you know, if Dan wants to take four days off to work from home and, and create an amazing product that we're going to sell or, the, or a marketing campaign or whatever it is, all I really give a shit about is the end result, right? Does it, does it, does it do what we set out to do? Does it drive traffic to the gym? Or is it a great product for our, you know, business consulting and, and, and people to, you know, help grow their businesses. And it's like, really, that's all that matters. You know, I think a lot of gym owners get stuck in this ego kind of whirlwind where like they value themselves by the grind, you know, and the hours that they put on the gym floor. And, and I know I'm speaking for myself, but you know, there was a time two years ago for sure. And me and you had multiple conversations about this, about feeling remorseful about not being on the gym floor as much. And, and I know it was a struggle for me in the last two years when I knew that my wife was pregnant and we were going to have Antonio, you know, I, I spoke to Dan and I was like, look, man, like, you know, in the next year, nine months before the baby's born, like I really got to change my schedule. I have to get out of here a little bit earlier. Like I can't get home at eight o'clock every night and not see him at all. Like, so, you know, I'm going to start offloading some of my nighttime sessions. I'm not going to do nighttime classes anymore. I'm not going to stay late except for special events and things like that. And I'm going to, I'm going to down, I'm going to downscale my, my training to, you know, 10, 15 sessions a week. Right. And, and focus more on growing the business and being a leader and things like that. And, 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 you know, and Dan was all right, man, like, I get it. Like, what are you going to say? And then, you know, and in the next, you know, foreseeable future, you know, it's going to be a quid pro quo. Like Dan's, you know, Dan wants to have a family too. And there's going to have to be some adjustments to both of our schedules and stuff like that. And, and, but again, having a conversation with him, you know, making sure that he understands where I'm at, that, that we both know that, Hey, look, this is what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to get it done. Here's what's going to happen. And we're both there to help each other has been like a big part of it. But I think like there is a lot for gym owners out there 
that get caught up in this like, you know, situation where they, they, they tie themselves to sessions and they tie themselves to their value and worth by how many sessions and billion being on the gym floor. And I did 50, 60 sessions a week and that's great. But again, that's just not a sustainable model for someone who wants to grow, not only as a business, but personally, you know what I mean? Hard to have a family life like that. Totally. And the way I look at a business partnership is that, <clears throat> and a lot of people look, it's worked great for us. Some people can do it as a solo entrepreneur or manager and that's fine. But the way I see it is when we started is that there was two of us so we can make up twice as much ground. That's mm -hmm. how I always looked at it. So I was like, Hey, look, there might be a competitor down the street. They're a single, uh, single proprietor, single owner. We're going to make up as much ground as them in the next year that would take them to. Right. And that's how I felt about it. Um, and I still do because we should be able to, not from the beginning, but now, as Joe said, now at this point in the business, it's more of a command and conquer type uh, business partnership where I understand what his strengths and weaknesses are and, and vice versa. And there's no harping on, on those things. It's just a, a realization that like, hey, you know, I'm good at these particular things. Let me run with it and let me do it. And if there's an issue, then we'll hash it out in our weekly meetings. Again, falling back to communication. But too many times, uh, business owners in partnerships, if things are sh are hitting the fan, something that we've never done is pointed fingers to be like, you know, you screwed this up. This is your fault. It's never like, it's your fault. This is our fault. If you're in business together, like, you know, if, if, if the house is burning, literally and figuratively, you're in that shit together. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. It's out together. It's, it's the same with, a t it's a teamwork event. If you guys are gotten this far together, it's like, you know, I hate, look, we're, we're Giants fans, but like when the Giants go three and 13, it's not Eli Manning's problem. It's yeah. the whole freaking team's problem. For it's sure. the same thing in business. Don't be so quick to point the finger and don't be so quick to say, I got to buy my partner out. I got to get rid of him. I got to start my own thing. It, it never was like that. I, I felt like oh. we've said it on the show a lot of times is when we started the business, look, I, we were both young and I was definitely uh, stubborn enough to think back then that it's like, Hey, I'm burning the ships on opportunity of like, this is the only thing that I'm going to do. This is the only thing I can do. So this has got to work. Yeah. And, and it did. Yeah. And I think it just comes down to like, look, having, having communication and conversations. I think, I think one of the best things that me and Dan did was start traveling quite a bit together. And, and, you know, we had had a good relationship and a good partnership uh, for years and years and years, you know what I mean? But I, but every time we've gone uh, uh, away together, whether it was personal, you know, with our wives or with family or whatnot, or, or for business, um, I think our relationship got a lot stronger because we had time away, away from the stress, away from the business and things like that. And just the opportunity to bond a little bit and have some fun. And, you know, I would say at this point, like there's not much that, you know, we don't know about each other personally, emotionally, you know, I think I know, I know what type of person you are. I know the things that you like. I understand how your personality works and what, 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 in a sense, what pushes your buttons and what, you know, how to motivate you in a positive way, as opposed to like beating you down and things like that. We're like 10 years ago, you know, I might come into the office pissed off about something like that. Something got screwed up and I just like, you know, and I, I, I throw fire on a, I throw gasoline on a fire by, you know, coming in in a negative way where like, you know, uh, over the years we've kind of learned how to, how to, you know, 
come at it from a very positive spin. And, you know, even recently, I mean, there's been plenty of times where, you know, maybe I said something in a meeting, in a leadership meeting where, you know, Dan thought it was a little inappropriate or Dan thought I was pointing the fingers a little bit at somebody else or put, it was a little too harsh on someone. You come in, Hey man, like, you know, gotta be careful about how, you know, type of words that you choose and stuff like that with our employees, stuff like that. And it's like, all right, yeah, you know, you're, you're hundred percent right. And it's like, and, and I trust his opinion now. We're like, you know, you know, now we're 10 years in Dan's a seasoned vet. I mean, he's spent tens of thousands of hours in the gym and he's right there with me with every decision we've ever made. So, so at this point, you know, it's, it's, you know, I would say, you know, it's like any, it's like any parenting relationship, you know, where like, if you have a mom and dad who parent the kids and one of them's always trying to undermine the other one, you know, it's never, it never works. And the kids turn out, you know, wind up being like little brats and shit like that. Where like, but if you have two parents who are on the same page and are focused in the same direction, they've set their morals, they set their core values. And it's like, Hey, we know exactly what we want to get out of our business and our team and our people and what type of people we're looking for and, and, and what's good and what's bad and things like that. Um, then, then, you know, then, then, then we can execute that plan together. And it's like, I'm not worried that Dan's, you know, telling a different story than me to somebody else and things like that. No, you know, there was something I wanted to read. This is a quote that I posted a couple of days ago on leadership. And it, it follows up with what you're saying completely where you, you have, you look, parents can have different styles of parenting, but ultimately your core values as a family and our family here is team BH, it has to align the way in which you communicate with, uh, your, um, with your employees or, uh, clients, athletes, whoever it may be, is going to be different. But fundamentally, you have to be speaking the same language. And this is a quote that I posted. This is from uh, a professor at uh, UPenn. His name's Adam Grant. He's definitely worth a follow. Um, and the quote reads like this. The point of leadership is not to accumulate followers. It's it's to make a group more than the sum of its parts. Selfish leaders divide people for personal gain. Servant leaders unite people for collective purpose. And when you think about that, you see a lot of times there'll be subsets in different cultures where one person starts becoming the sum of all, where they're trying to, for personal gain, um, you know, divide the ship, if you will. And we've yeah. seen this with many businesses where we've said it all the time. There's not one person in this in this gym now, Joe, myself, Big Mike, Phoebe, Sean, Adam, nobody's greater than the team yeah. at this point. And, you know, we, we've built it to that point where a lot of people do have collective say in what we do here. So, yeah. you know, for better or worse, we're going to we're going to sink or swim as a team. And um, I think as a group, you know, a, a partnership team, we've created a lot of respect from or at least i hope that they yeah, yeah. All respect us i don't know but we try i think it's i think it's created a a respectful culture that is and culture is so important when you're trying to build a business yeah i mean look i i i never i, I try to look at things from the perspective of you know you know especially now having a son it's like you know how 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 would I approach this as if I was trying to teach Antonio something, or if I was trying to like, you know, I look at like, like, like me and my wife, we want to, we want to mold Antonio into, in a sense, our ideal of what a good kid should be, whether that's, you know, being respectful to adults, you know, doing your homework, things like that. Right. And, and so I have, I'm going to have to, you know, in a sense, nudge him, you know, in it left and right throughout, 
the rest of his life, you know what I mean? As his father, you know, and being that mentor and leader to him and, and, you know, you can, you can kind of go about that from two perspectives. You can lead with an iron fist and you could, you know, tell him what to do and force him to do things. And, you know, I'm sure there'll be times and just as a business owner, there are times when I have to make the final decision say, no, this is, I've heard everything that everybody has to say. And, but this is what we're going to do. Right. And, and there's time, plenty of times where me and Dan, you know, we'll have to, you know, have our own little private powwow in the room and say, look, uh, you know, everybody, no, you know, the team doesn't think we should do this, but you know, me and you agree that we should, and that's the way we're going. And that's that, you know, so there's going to be things like that. But I, but I, you know, I had, I had done an article a few months ago about, you know, leading with a rubber mallet because the, the reality is, is that, you know, leadership and partnership is about give and take, you know what I mean? There's been plenty of things that, you know, Dan wanted to bring to the table that I could see the excitement in his eyes and I could see the, hear the excitement in his voice. And it might've been something that was a little bit like where I was like, eh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if that's something that we should really do, but it's like, you have to, you have to throw each other bones. Sometimes people have to have something that they can say is theirs that they created and things like that. And we've kind of gone back and forth many times with those things. And now, obviously, that since, since I know that, you know, uh, Dan, I, I, at least I hope that, you know, Dan believes that the majority of my ideas, not every one of them, but the majority of my ideas that I have for the business, whether it's marketing, business development, or whatever, have turned out to be good ones. And, the, and same with him. You know what I mean? So like, what you know, and, and it's like, hey, I know that if Dan comes to me with 10, 10 ideas, you know, at least seven of them are going to be winners. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's just the way it goes, you know, nothing's going to be perfect, but you know, and, and, but, but a lot of partnerships, one person, and, and this was kind of like, like us, like, you know, and when we first started our, our, our partnership, you know, we were uneven in terms of the actual percentage of ownership of the business. Right. And, you know, it would have been really easy for me to just be a tyrant dick. Like I own the company and things like that. And I really tried hard and I know that it wasn't perfect all the time because there's definitely times when like, we butted heads in the very beginning, but you know, for the most part, I always tried to treat Dan like an equal because like whether it was 60, 40 or, or whatever it was at the beginning, it's like, if I, if I treat him like my, we're partners, no matter what, Dan put his money, his time and his heart and soul into growing that business as equal as I was, even though we were unequal at the time at, at, at first, if I treated you like a subservient, you know what I mean? You know, partner, that's going to create a ton of animosity. And I think that's the problem in a lot of the partnerships that we've heard and failed because the, the, the leading partner never relinqu wanted to relinquish control to a point where the other partner felt like they had equal say, equal ownership and things like that. And that creates fear. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? it, not yeah. fear in a, a literal sense where oh, yeah, just, you know, I'm talking about fear in terms of the ability to say what is truly on their mind. Yeah. To say like, Hey, look, like I believe this is how it should go. And here's why when you have people that are unwilling to, to talk about what they think is best for the business, you know, when you, when you stop listening is usually when you stop making progress, yeah. you know, really you have to listen to what, what's going on. This is something that big Mike talks about all the time in, uh, in coaches meetings. It's like you, there's two types of leaders. There's leaders that lead through fear and there's leaders that lead through respect and, you know, something, even in that situation for me, I never felt like I had to be fearful of what I said because obviously it wasn't being an ass about it, but I knew that we could always have an open forum, respectful conversation, sure. 
because at the end of the day, you know, if there is somebody that's listening to this, that is a, you know, a minority share owner or something like that, or a manager that wants equity stake, this is a conversation I had with uh, Andrew Trimbetti um, recently, where my ultimate goal was I knew that if I could grow the company and be the driver of a lot of business and ultimately make you money, that eventually there would be more leverage where I felt comfortable to have a conversation. And the conversation of evening up didn't happen for almost, even the conversation was five years. Yeah. You know, like even to have the conversation before it was like, hey, you know, like this is what we should do. Right. So again, yeah, I think we were about three years in before we started like talking about it. And I, I don't think we actually evened things up until about five years in, you know. Yeah, it was, we were here already. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, look, again, it's, it's respectful communication. We keep coming back to that word, but yeah. you have to have that open forum. And look, and it, and I, I remember going back to Adele and I remember speaking to my wife and I said, look, you know, like, you know, what do you think about this? Like, you know, in the short term, I'm actually going to be taking like a little bit of a pay cut to, to, you know, level up, you know, the revenue here with Dan and, and, you know, let's, let's just say for the sake of this argument that we're five or six years in at that point, right. Or whatever it was, you know, we're, you know, it was like some time in. Right, right, right. And yeah, we had already started the process, but I think we were at that point, we were like getting edging closer, but like the next step was 50, 50. Right. And, and I remember having this conversation with Adele and just saying like, look, you know, I, no matter what, from a fine, no, no matter what my finances are, I just feel like from a moral standpoint, if, if I want to, if I want our partnership to last another 20 years, it's the right thing to do because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Dan's there every day, all day, just like me, Dan's trying 110% every day, you know, to whether it's leading the team, having meetings with team members, having meetings with private meetings with clients, you know, selling, selling business out connecting community, you know, even, even, even this summer, like, you know what I mean? Like Dan's taking extra hours. Dan trained twice as much as I did this summer. Dan was on the field train doing speak. You know, I'm, I'm out now doing speak. And it's like, I will do anything to make this the best gym in the country and in the world, you know, one of the top gyms in, in the world. That's our, that's our ultimate goal. Right. So, and I know Dan's the same thing. So it's like, you know, at some point, no matter how much money I had put into it or earlier or how much time I had put in before Dan came in, at some point, if you want a partnership to be great, there has to be, there has to be a, a, a conversation where you're at least close to even or almost even. And even if you're not, you can't treat that person like they're not. You know what I mean? Like, I can't talk down to you. I can't, I can't throw it in your face every time you, we have an argument and tell you, well, this is my fucking company and blah, 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 blah. You know, I started this shit, right? Stuff like that. And, 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 you know, I'm be hundred percent transparent. Like there were some of those thoughts in the first year or two, you know I mean? I tried hard never to like verbalize that, but like in my head, you know, there was a lot of like, you know, like I said, you were a young kid and there's a lot of uncertainty. It's like, fuck, what did I do? Did I, did I, did I hope I made the right decision here? You know, given this, given, given Dan a shot and in a sense and like, you know, helping each other out. But it wound up being like, you know, as much as I helped Dan, Dan helped me, you know what I mean? And really, it really became something great. And here's another thing for people to know is that behind it all, we, we had our battles. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, like there was, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was only one day where we like put our hands on each other and I thought we were going to roll over the desk and start like, fighting. <laughs> you know, and, and look, listen, Oh, we that, that shit's going to happen. But it, but again, it comes down to core values where even after that day, I might've been heated, but I wasn't going to quit. 
No, you know, like no. nobody, nobody was walking away from that because I knew it was like, Hey, I put this much shit into it. I'm not walking away from this thing. No. And that, and look, there's, again, it comes down to, you know, the people that are w- able to withstand the longest, usually through the shitty years For sure. are, are the people that can endure are usually the people that win, you know, you don't win overnight. And, uh, I always kept that in the back of my head and listen, it wasn't all uh, sunshine and roses here at the varsity house. That first uh, year, year and a half, we were making shit money and you, you lock anybody in a, in a gym with no windows that, that is, uh, that four fucking lions and put them in a cage. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, windows seven days a week for a year making, you know, dump money, no money. Oh my God. Yeah. But look, but again, it comes down to respect and communication. We, I, we have never had an argument where we haven't apologized to each other. No. And I think that's really important too, where one of us decided to be the better man. Sometimes you, sometimes me. And, and I'll walk into your office after, you know, yelling at you or whatever. We get a little heated about something or we have a disagreement about something and come in and be like, look, dude, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to get, you know, on top of you like that. I was just afraid of blah, 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 blah. And we, we hashed out. It's like, yeah, man, I get it. And I got no problem. I understand. And it's like, you know, I, 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 Dan has never argued with me or we have never gotten to an argument that it wasn't that where the intent wasn't good. You know what I mean? Like we might, we might disagree on something and things might get heated here and there sometimes, but it's never like Dan's intention was bad. It's not like I caught Dan stealing or some shit, or it's yeah. not like he was, you know, lying about something or whatever. It was always just, it's always just a difference of opinion, a difference in leadership tactic, a different, you know, a difference in the way in which we carried ourselves both personally and emotionally, you know, and things like that. I've always been pretty wound up. You know, I've always been a kind of a type guy. I'm, you know, I was always, you know, I'm always the half hour early guy. Dan's always been a little bit more laid back. He's a little bit more chill personality. That was a, that was a tough struggle for me. I expected Dan to come in and be exactly like me. You know, so for maybe the first year or so, instead of helping to hone Dan's personal, you know, abilities and and exemplify the things that he did really well, I tried to force him to be more like myself. And in some ways, you know, I think like as a 23 year old kid, maybe you needed some of those things, like in terms of just like work ethic and stuff like that. It wasn't like you had a shit work ethic, but in terms of just like punctuality, professionalism, just being, you know, new to the industry and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, I, 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 I wholeheartedly admit that, you know, I didn't laser in on Dan's, let's call, you know, what we like to call, you know, his personal superpowers. Like everybody has some personal superpowers and Dan's is connecting and communicating with people. Dan, for whatever reason, you know, Dan's, Dan, people enjoy being around Dan. Dan communicates really well. People open up to him and he could sell, you know, a wet t-shirt, you know, you know, to anybody, you know what I mean? And it's, or as Mike likes to say, a ketchup popsicle to a lady in white gloves. <laughs> right. And, and, and so, and so, you know, that as time went on and in a sense, like where our leadership skills developed and also we became more comfortable and learned each other's, you know, let's call it superpowers. Then, then, you know, then I can say like, all right, Dan, well, you focus on these things because that's what you're really good on. That's what gets you excited about coming to work every day. And I'll focus on these things because that's what I'm good at. And that's what gets me excited. Right. And it wasn't like, you know, Dan didn't feel like he had to do what I was doing. I didn't feel like he had to do what he was doing. So, you know, definitely, definitely some food for thought there, but you know, a couple tangible takeaways here really, you know, for all the gym owners out there and, and partners out there is, is, you know, be open and honest, 
have open and honest communications. And, and like we always talk about in all of our podcasts, you know, uh, uh, emails, articles, and things like that is you got to schedule that time. You got to schedule that time, book that time out. And, 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 you know, there should be, there should be time weekly or biweekly where you have a, a offsite kind of, you know, what we call to call our same page meetings, make sure we're on the same page in terms of the business. But I also feel like there should be times when you guys should book and schedule some times to just hang out and be part of, you know, and just be friends. Right. Because that ultimately there's, there's, you know, two of the most important relationships in my life are, you know, my relationship with Dan and my relationship with my wife. Right. And, 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 and they're very similar, you know what I mean? Uh, in the, in the, in the respect that I have to be able to bend, Dan has to be able to have an opinion and a voice. We are in this together. And, and just like, you know, if my wife says something about, you know, Antonio or what she wants to, you know, for his schooling or anything like that, I have to listen and I have to, and I have to take that into, you know, serious consideration. It can't be a one way street where I, you know, steamroll every idea Dan, Dan has. And the same thing for your wife, you're going to wind up, you're going to wind up without a partner. You're going to wind up, you know, divorced from, from your real wives. So it, it's a very similar type thing. Uh, we have a contract agreement, you know, this is a legit business at this point, right? Nobody's just walking away uh, without, you know, losing or, or gaining in a sense. And, and you have to, you have to think about like, you know, we've created a situation here where, where, you know, uh, if, if I don't agree with Dan and, and then it just comes down to us being able to sit down and talk about it and figure out what, where, where we can, as, as our landlords like to say, you know, how we could both walk away reasonably unhappy, you know, and get yeah. a little bit about what we want. Totally. You know, one thing that both really, really valid points, especially um, number two, where it's never just a uh, handshake agreement where we'll negotiate and it'll be a hand handshake agreement, but then it's put in paper. So it allows us to move on and know that like, Hey, look, if, if, if this happens in the business, this is what happens. It, it, there are some guidelines, there's some rules, there's a uh, tangible contractual evidence, right? So there is a paper trail uh, when it comes to uh, our partnership and it, there needs to be a paper trail for everybody's partnership where if, you know, X happens, then, this is how you're going to resolve it. So there are some things that, um, you know, can, can't, can't just be left unsaid, put it all on paper, put it on a contract so you don't have to worry about it and you can go, go about your business and, and do it, uh, do it at your pace and, and just make sure that you're not, look, a lot of things, there's a lot of hearsay. My biggest, biggest word of advice, even from the beginning, 10 years ago, we had a written contract from a lawyer, we spent the money to do it and it got done. Yeah. I mean, that that was going to be my point too. It was like, Hey, you know, open an honest conversation, go into it with an open mind. Don't go into it with thinking like, you know, you're, you're going to, you know, if you go into it with a negative, you know, thought process, whether it's like, I I'm just doing this because I need the money or I'm just doing this because I I feel bad for this person, whatever it is, it's never going to work. Right. You have to go into it saying like, Hey, I think we could be a dynamic team. We could exemplify each other's strengths and weaknesses, and we could help grow this business to another level that we couldn't otherwise do on our own. And like Dan said, the second thing is 100%, you know, I think what's allowed us to run our business with a peace of mind and security is because we always had um, our business end buttoned up, right? Life insurance on each other, uh, life insurance, um, you know, partnership insurance and things like that, disability insurance on each other, 
uh, you know, our operating agreement and, and partnership agreement buttoned up. And, and that's allowed us to, in a sense, move on with peace where I never felt like, you know, uh, I don't know. I don't know how long if Dan's going to be around, like I'm going to be screwed and stuff like that. Right. And we just have those conversations and we've, we've updated those agreements multiple times. We've changed them multiple times, you know, and we've continued to, you know, and, and the only thing that's true about everything in this country, right. Death and taxes is, and, and they, they forget is insurance, right. We, you know, we've consistently increased the insurance on each other. So, you know, one day we'll just off each other and make our families rich, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> but, but that, you know, th- those are some of the trials and tribulations of 10 years in partnership. And, and like I said, I, you know, last, but my last point is schedule a trip together, go out and do some fun shit together. You know, going, going to West side barbell when we were only two years in was an amazing time away from the gym and a great time to bond with big Mike. And, and at that time we had another coach, Nick, who was with us, you know, who still comes by the gym and still, you know, a good friend and comes by all the time. And we respect greatly. Um, and, and, and so forth, many, many trips, you know, around the country, whether it was business training or whatnot, and, and I think, you know, one of the best things too, and we talk about it openly is, you know, our, our journey, you know, to get certified through Jim Jones, because not only were, were, was that fun, like in a sense, like, you know, mancation time going away and doing something, but we were training our asses off for that. And it was almost like, you know, almost like we were, we were, we would go there as a team, work, worked our asses off to get soup, to get as fit as possible. Right. And we would compete and train with, with other gym owners and stuff from around the world. It was almost like being in like training camp together. It was like, we were like teammates on a, on a football team or something like that. And we hadn't had that because, you know, Dan and I were a little bit older. Like I'm, I'm obviously 43 and Dan's 33. So, so, you know, we didn't play on teams together. I didn't grow up with Dan as a little kid and stuff like that. So, so I think that brought us a lot closer together. Cause you know, we would be, you know, we'd be excited for each other. We'd be, you know, coaching each other up and, and, and help each other out. And Dan would be doing like a 2K row or max deadlift. And we'd, you know, we'd be cheering each other on, stuff like that. And, and we made a lot of, a lot of, I think a lot of strides personally in our personal relationship from those vacations and stuff. And, and, you know, and we, I try to generally make time for, you know, him and his family and stuff like that. And, you know, and, and I think that that's super important. And, you know, if it's just like any other relationship, you know, it really is. I mean, if you want your best friend to stay your best friend for years, you got to coddle that relationship and you got to spend time with them. You got to make time for them. You have to call them on the phone. You have to say, what's up. You have to, you know, wish them happy birthday. You got to send them, you know, get them a card for Christmas and like stupid stuff like that. It sounds dumb, but a lot of times that stuff gets kind of taken for granted. And, and that's why a lot of relationships and in this case, partnerships fade away. So, uh, those are just some of the tips, you know, Dan and I could sit here and tell war stories for about 10 years about some of the things that have happened with us. Um, but you know, we've been through it all together and I think at the end of the day, when you, when you go into any partnership, go in it with an open mind, go into it with equality as the number one thing, humility, quality, leadership, partnership, you know, growth. And you want to, I, I want to help Dan be the absolute best that he can be. And I know Dan wants to help me be the absolute best that I can be. And all we really care about is that we create a center of excellence here at Varsity House, that people, that the people that work here have amazing opportunities for growth and the people that come here and train here with us and the people that follow us on our podcast and so forth get a tremendous amount of value and, and, and what we do helps to improve their lives. Nothing else really matters at that point. So, so that's our tips gang. I hope you like it and uh, uh, peace out. We'll see you next time. Welcome to the business of strength. The business of strength powered by varsity house gym, the podcast for strength entrepreneurs. 
become unstoppable.